1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bank at Night. And
3: welcome back to Bank at Night. Jay Binkley, Dusty Likens, a Dirty Werewolf, and Chris Tenpenny produced. You like Chris or Christopher better, Chris? per fur. Which, which one? Doesn't matter. Either well, way. I have to do it right, though, because you have one that you preference, right? Well, I mean, I always... Your mama probably named you Christopher. Yeah, she loves when everyone calls me Christopher, but whatever whatever you want, Bink. I'm not it, picky. It just depends, though, because sometimes people are... Just, your mom goes full name when you're bad. Uh-huh. Like, she'll go middle name, too, and yeah, full name. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying. Just don't call me Topher. That's the only iteration of it you can't do. Is, don't is that your Topher. nickname? <laughs> <laughs> I like, uh, I like uh, Ronald Jones' nickname. Texas Tesla. I just don't understand that. He's from Texas. Teslas are fast. I mean, know they don't like Teslas in Texas. I mean, who knows? What Maybe they in are. Austin. Teslas, Texas mm-hmm. Teslas. Yeah. Would you drive a Tesla? Pete Sweeney's the uh, Missouri Mazda. That's cute. What are you? I don't know. The Binkley Buick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. It's yeah, fine. you're sturdy. The Bentley. How about B- Bentley? You're not a Bentley. Binkley Bentley.
4: You're not a Bentley. I don't think you can be a Bentley. You're definitely a Buick.
3: Would you be dusty uh, Dodge?
4: I guess. I don't know. I don't know what, like, what's significant about a Dodge? The Charger?
3: Is yeah, that a Dodge the, car? The dusty Dodge. Mm.
4: I don't want to be known as a Dodge. I don't know what I'd be. Yeah. The, the I guess the the werewolf Volkswagen? I don't know. <laughs> that seems kind of interesting. Kanye interrupting Taylor Swift is a good Twitter moment.
3: Was Twitter around when that happened? When did Twitter get popular? About 09? I don't know,
4: but I don't think I don't. I wonder if Twitter was around when Kanye did that, because that was like right early Taylor Swift's career. I'd have to look up when that happened. Kanye versus Taylor
3: Swift. We'll get into Mach Two and just say, what do you think of your? I you know you're a big golf guy, Scotty Scheffler. He's
0: can, playing, can you put he's in the world words what he's, he's done? Right I know.
3: I know. <laughs> right now, Come amazed. out of nowhere. He's won three of the last four. 2012 so, is when that happened. Okay, so Twitter was around. What's he won three of the last four
4: events? And he just won the match play, uh, event, which I, know, I think I is one of the hardest feats in golf. It. And now they have Tiger Woods, like, somewhat rumored to be ready for the Masters in two weeks.
3: Mm-hmm. I don't know. That'll do break it. Twitter. That, uh, his swing. Twitter did. wasn't around the first time he won the Masters. when he killed everybody. 97. Yeah, Twitter yeah. was nowhere near around. So that's another event. But he, won it,
4: he won it recently and it broke Twitter.
3: Well, I'm just saying how much it yeah. would have broke Twitter the first time he, well, did he came it. back. Everybody was talking about his
4: phenom. Well, he came back and had one practice swing, and everybody said he was back. Like, he had one swing on the range. And was like, Look who's hitting balls, the big cat.
3: I hope he is, big man. It's, I mean, well, well, golf, golf the, hopes he's back. Watch the one of the greatest of all time. If not, if you're saying the greatest of, he all, is time, the greatest you're of all time, whether it's him or Jack, I, I'm And here. he's newly into the Hall of Fame. And he created so many golfers because Did you, you see that? Video. His daughter introduced him into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think we all want to see him back. That's going to bring of course. As well. Of course. I want to see the red shirt on
4: Sunday at a major tournament putting pressure on one of these Kids that are running wild in golf right now, like there is no definitive number one ever. Like it's been Dustin Johnson, it's been John Rahm, it's now Scotty Scheffler. It's like, how many majors
3: it, he win this year, Scheffler? Will uh, he at all or will zero. he zero? I'd put it on zero, okay. really? Yeah, I'll put him going in one.
4: Okay, I mean, it's I just these guys,
3: these guys on a run, man. But, but just a, it's just
4: it's, it's fun to run now, it's fun to go on a run now, but when everybody's playing and everybody that's great plays in these tournaments. It gets a little bit different.
3: Look how tough it is. Justin Thomas is just won one, right? I mean, he's only won one at this yeah. point in his career, and he's one of the world's greatest golfers.
4: I mean, Brooks Koepka won four, and now he's nowhere to be found when it comes to competing in
3: majors. Watson won what eight? Two? No. Oh, Tom. Tom's I think he eight. Of Bubba. He's won eight. Yeah. Tom Watson's won eight.
4: Yeah, Bubba's won two, and they're both the Masters.
3: Considered third franchise in this town, or he was in the eighties.
4: I think Tom Watson should be more praised than George Brett. That's a topic for a different day, but that's just me. Eight
3: majors. Brett's <laughs> from California. Yeah. He's not Kansas City mate majors. So I did my mock two Sure. If you don't need mocks yet, does never do mocks. Is there a reason for no mocks? It's just, just too much. Just, it's
4: not yeah. my thing. It's, a lot, read, it's a, lot of read, picks. a lot of picks. See, what I like to do is I'll read yours and then I'll either agree or disagree.
3: That's fine. I get a lot of pushback.
4: Do you know that Binkley Chris had uh the Chiefs taking Patrick Mahomes? Oh, what? What? You 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 ran with that for like two straight years. That's true. Yeah.
1: Yeah, hey, I haven't know, been hey, here. I haven't been here long, but I've heard that hey, so. I also what?
3: had Cooper Cup. <laughs> yeah, well, how that This yeah. little third round guy well, that turned out like pretty good, huh? Yeah, yeah. Super Bowl. MVP. There's also some misses too, but I'm not gonna bring those up.
4: You also yeah. had taking Juju over yeah I'm not gonna bring up the misses. DK over McColl. Boy, wouldn't that be nice? So I had to
3: sit down to do another mock because you get two first round picks. You got okay. these choices. 29-30. Like trade up or trade down? That's been the biggest question. You do you think... trade up or trade down? I go by that rich. Well, the teams go. to They used to go with Jimmy Johnson's. Trade chart, but now it's Rich Hill's trade chart. And Okay, if they trade at 30 what do I tell you? They get up to as high as ninth, or they could go one of the first round picks and throw in a third and a fourth and throw in a seventh. seventh round picks are absolutely positively worthless for the Kansas City Chiefs. But I don't know if there's a big difference though, because you get up to top ten or eleven, then you're you're, you're you know you're throwing darts at wide receivers, uh-huh. you're throwing darts at edge rushers. You know, Karloff, this is a guy that's been, you know, in the top 15 or down at 30 where the Chiefs are. Boye Mafia, who I do have mocked the Chiefs at 29. Then I have Christian Watson, again, two straight weeks going number 30 to the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm keeping him there because I think they can get good wide receiver and edge besides just trading them both to go up for a wide receiver or edge because unless you're going up and getting Aiden Hutchinson, I mean, I'm not even sold on Thibodeau mm-hmm. 100% either. Jermaine Johnson, I see him going from five to 15th. Yeah. But I would stay at 29-30. Now, I do have him trading up in the second round to get one of the best corners, I think, in Roger McCurry out of Auburn. So I have the Chiefs in 29-30 and then 34 because I have them packaging picks. You can flip, flip threes, give up your other three, and give them four to move up to 33 or 34. That's basically first round. You're mm-hmm. right at the edge of the first round mm-hmm. getting those guys who gives them three picks within six which I have them doing the latest month. And you think that all three of these picks
4: can be impactful players immediately with where they pick and can be not only that, but like
3: franchise players for at least three years. It's always a crap shoot because you don't know if you're getting a Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase or if you're getting somebody else. But Jalen Waddell. Jalen Waddle, still over 100 catches. You know, you got to like what Jalen Waddle do. you think to... there's
4: any truth to that Jameis Williams can be a pick of theirs?
3: I think he tore the ACL, so I yeah, – But don't I mean, you think, could,
4: that ACL but I think they ACL somebody to, are a uh, little bit more expedited than they have in the past where people they, don't get dude, that
3: – they don't get that smoke from that? He's got the size and the speed that Chiefs. He's going to play for,
4: first but... game of the year for whoever he plays for.
3: So I don't – I mean, I don't know if I take – I, I have Christian Watson is the guy I like. He comes out of North Dakota State. They ran the ball 70% of the time. They ran all the time, but he's 6'4", 208 pounds – and he runs a 4, 3, 7, 4 3, 7, 40. That's 7 guy, And he's a good blocker. That's the guy that I have the Chiefs getting. You know, again, don't be enamored by the stats. Keep in mind what system they're playing in and what their role is going to be. That's what you got to take in. It's like, you know, college recruiting the high school players. Mm-hmm. Take, in, take into account. You have to take into account the system that they come out of and, and don't hold it against them. And the guy just wins national championships every single day. His, his fingers are full uh, of winning national titles. I get it. It's 1-double-A. But North Dakota State, <laughs> pretty damn good program right you're coming out of but I, I haven't going wide receiver because unless you trade him get a Garrett Wilson something like that but then you're sacrificing maybe helping the defense I think the Chiefs need good picks and giving up a second uh, second rounder or a third rounder fourth rounder. there's other there's other spots to fill I haven't going defensive end with Cameron Thomas of San Diego State led the uh, led college football and pressures last year again San Diego State guy so did not get the run of, of some of the other players but I have him go in there, corner a couple times, because I think they have to address corner with Russell mm-hmm. Wilson now in the division. I mean, look at the quarterbacks are playing this week. So what do you it's think like about Tom this? Brady, Josh Allen, right. Justin Herbert twice, Russell Wilson twice. The Chiefs are playing the, be- uh, the, the best of the best in quarterbacks. Sure, sure, but I mean, what do you think about the smoke with Stephon Gilmore? Because there's a lot of
4: talk that they're looking at Stephon Gilmore. They're interested, but the price has to drop. And the reason for that is they're trying, what I think, is they're trying to get Stephon Gilmore on that one year, prove it. If you, if like you a ball. Revis deal, correct.
3: Like a hundred percent of Revis deal. Yeah. So that's what Revis used to do. Those one year contract. Yeah.
4: and get that ten mil, twelve mil, and then go find somebody that'll give you that two to three year deal.
3: I mean, he is over thirty at this point, but yeah. he, he was he was good last year at times when he played for the Panthers. He had that groin injury uh, last year a little bit too, but he was Player of the Year defensively just a couple years ago. Right, a Player of the Year. I'd be hundred percent for it. Okay, is it an upgrade over Charrier Ward? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I like Ward and his potential and all that, and he's going to be great with San Francisco. But I think Gilmore is a better cornerback than Travis Ward. So, yeah, I'd 100% take him. Not only that, she had that influence of been there, done that. Right. You know, like we were seeing from Zach Grinke in the Royals. Sure. You know, guys are picking his brain because Zach's, you know, been willing to share all this information oh, and knowledge yeah. to them. And the pitchers just, just can't get enough of them. They keep hanging around him. But that's kind of like the Gilmore. Fix. It's like the Chiefs did a lot with Melvin Ingram. Yeah. And Terrell Suggs, even back in the Super Bowl year. Guys gravitated to, to him to just learn things. Learn how they're going about their business. Learn the tricks of the trade. So, yeah, I think that would be big actually for the cornerbacks.
4: But they've never really successfully drafted an edge rusher, right? Like, do you think D. Ford was a successful draft? I, Breland Speaks speaking of milk cartons. Uh,
3: is he in the league? still? D- all right, d- going back to Carl Peterson. I'm talk just about going back to DT edge rushers. And Neil like, Smith I, I think and,
4: everybody. I think
3: everybody's mind. So they have is, drafted good edges, but not in the V. Reid era. N- not 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 recently. Uh, D. Ford was a guy that I think was such a, a slow developer. Tom Lee got two more contracts because D Ford wasn't ready to go.
4: And he was also he wasn't ready. and he was also picked because of what he did to who was it? Was it Jameis Winston that he did in the bowl game that year at Florida State? Against uh gosh, who did they play? Uh, Auburn. Auburn played Florida State and, and Ford had two sacks on Winston. And then they drafted him, and it was it was considered a bust. I mean, it was a lot of people. Oh, play, he was
3: getting compared to Derek Thomas just on the practice field disgusting. before he even played a game. That's disgusting. I had a hard time with that. Yeah. Well, who,
4: I hope everyone did.
3: I had a hard time with that.
4: And then, and then you look at Breland Speaks, and it's like they draft Breland Speaks, and then the next year Breland Speaks is, you know, you say a system guy or a guy like that, but it just didn't work out. And now you're in the position of, okay, we have two first-round picks. We go back to back or we could package something together and move up. And I remember talking to you the day they traded I brought this up on the air. They traded the day they traded Tyreek Hill. And I said to you, I said, Could they go get that pick, tenth pick from the Jets at, at New in New York? And they traded in New York. Yeah. I said, Okay. Well, what about defensive end? Could they t- trade that, you know, could they could they slip up and get a guy like Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan? And you're like, Well, I don't think they need to, because I think there's a lot of depth at defensive end.
3: Well, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson would be a game changer, but That's, again, you have to go again, to one. Essentially you have to yeah, go to one because he right. will be the first pick. 100%. I
4: think Jacksonville's going to draft him before the draft even begins. They're just going to say, hey, we've got our pick. And Why not? But, I mean, what I'm saying is that out of this draft, where is it probably at the end of the line that a defensive end is is going to be a game-changer pick? Like, where is that last pick? Like, where's the lowest you or the highest you can go to where, like, defensive ends are no longer? <clears throat> like, is it top 15? Is it's it top hard, 20? It's the
3: hardest position to get, because I've seen plenty of corners turned into that aren't. Like, survey's work. Perfect example, not drafted guy, Flip sure. a Parker Anger, He was on the Lions practice squad last year, become a serviceable corner. You see that all the time. But I go back and you look at the top 20 sackers in the NFL, mm-hmm. it, the good majority of them are first round picks. Sure. I mean, yeah, you have the, you know, the undrafted or fifth round picks every once in a while. But when your defensive end or your pass rusher or your edge rusher gets hurt, you can't just grab somebody in there to get that production. It just doesn't mm-hmm. happen. It's such a premium position in the NFL. It's one of the hardest positions to gauge. I think quarterbacks one of those hard positions too. Chiefs obviously have the hardest position done. Already having Patrick Mahomes, but edge rusher is one of those tough things too. I just don't know if there's enough difference in getting somebody twenty nine or thirty that you get at fifteen or twenty. Okay, so you see special guys like Aiden Hutchinson and if you want to say Thibodeau, but he's hurt a lot. But if you think he's you know an elite or Karloftis. That they could get, could they move up to 24th or 25th? And they found the rush; there'd be, you know, a rush on ends because we don't know what position is going to have mm-hmm. a run on. There's going to be a run on a different position in this year's draft, like there was last year. So,
4: 2.0 mock, 2.0. Jay Binkley, what do the Chiefs do at 29 and 30 again?
3: 29, 30. Boye Mafe, he's a uh, edge rusher from Minnesota, guy in the in the Senior Bowl, mm-hmm. forced fumble, had a couple sacks in that game. He's really climbed up in the Senior Bowl. In at the combine, and I love uh, Christian Watson, speed another guy that stood out the Senior Bowl, and uh, the last pick in the seventh round, mm-hmm. I went Mill Valley Lucas Croll, who's a tight end at Florida. Then he went to uh, Pittsburgh. I think he'd like because he okay. got a little bit of that edgy attitude. But again, seventh round picks, you're just throwing practice squad guys there. There you go. I mean, I went back to 2010, looked at all the seventh round picks for the Chiefs. Only Nick Allegretti is the only guy that truly got meaningful playing time of the seventh round picks. I mean, Catapano was a seventh round pick, but. He didn't make the team, okay? He didn't make the team, but uh, interesting stuff. But I can't wait. We'll talk to Mark Ross coming up at 730 a little bit about, from NFL Network, a little bit about the NFL draft. I want to talk about these quarterbacks and situations because everybody's talking about the AFC being top-loaded in quarterbacks. Is that actually the truth? We'll discuss that next.
2: This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it.
1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: And welcome back to Bacon Night, Jay Binkley. Dusty Likens, the Dirty Werewolf, Christ, uh, Corvette Chris, Tenpenny, uh, producing the operation. That was the voice of Vern. You just heard it as we came in here. Vern's hot stove. Like, Vern's been living in Arizona. You might as well get a P.O. box down there. Must be nice. But I'm ready. I'm ready for Vern's postgame shows. If you don't know who Vern is, yeah, you should ask somebody because uh, Vern's going to be ready to go by the time he gets back. Every night, listen to Vern. Thursday night. Every night.
4: Vern's hot stove.
3: Hot stove. I love that show. Well, it's going to be real stove here soon.
4: Yeah. I mean, it's going to be Vern's game show starting April 7th, Thursday at, let's see, what is that, 310 starts. So Vern's postgame show probably going to start around 645 a week from this Thursday. Can't wait. I mean, you think you can't wait. Imagine Vern. Oh, Vern's,
3: Vern's been ready. I don't know how many. He's in spring training, but the, it's like spring training's often too long anyway. Same with the broadcast. It's always He's fun,
4: too, to when you listen to Vern because, like, you think that he'd be super excited and, like, would show a little bit of, like, you know, fanboy stuff. But then like the first like show, it's like, all right, let's get down to it. We're on to three strikes. It's time for business. You're like, oh, okay. Sorry. I guess we're
3: having fun today. I guess we're getting right into business. I remember uh, being with Vern during that playoff run and I slept in his press box. Like I, I, I couldn't believe because I snore. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering like how he's dealing with that. I tried to be on. The- <laughs> I'm not shocked you're a snore. Be on the air with me, Storms. go to uh, the phone lines, nine one three five seven six seven six ten. Talk to our man Reggie in Anaheim, who's also a stand up comedian, and I just wonder if he's ever been slapped. What's up, Reggie?
5: Man, that would be my last day on stage, bro. If you got
3: slapped?
5: Heck no. You never had this? Oh. Oh! Yes. Yeah, I'd be the one doing the slapping. I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to get off before they do. You, you better be on good, that, you man. Step on that stage, you step on that stage, it's like, it's like going to the zoo and, and, and climbing over the fence into the lion's den.
3: You better, you're a big dude, Reggie. You're a big dude, and you're a former military guy. I can't imagine someone climbing on stage <laughs> with you. Because if I think Will Smith did that to you, it had been a different outcome.
5: He'd be, he'd be no Smith. That's, that's what would happen. Uh, I would, I'd, I'd erase that guy. Uh, but, but yo, it's good to talk to you, man. Uh, I, I wanted to tell you, bro, to real quick, when you took that sabbatical, I, it's like we're, we're linked telepathically. Cause I also took a sabbatical from, I, I, I turned off all my sports apps, deleted everything. I didn't want to hear nothing after the chiefs lost. To the, uh, the bungholes, man, I I really just, I, I, I couldn't deal with it, man. I was, uh, I was emotionally just, just All right, so you're,
3: you're a Super Chiefs fan. And you always have been. And you were like, after the Bengals lost, you were like, I'm shutting this thing down. I like it, yeah, Reggie. It's and, that's honesty, though, because I think a lot of people are like this. They would admit it, but I think a lot of people are like this.
5: Yeah, because you know what happens is when, when you're a super fan, uh, the wins, and the losses are night and day. The wins are euphoric, but the losses are depression, and the depression lasts from anywhere from forty eight to seventy two hours. And so, uh, seven stages of
3: grief. Yeah,
5: no, no, real talk. And so uh, they 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 really let me down. Uh, and so, like, I, I didn't, I, like, I just, I just, I just stepped away from everything. I didn't want to. I didn't watch the Super Bowl either. That's how upset I was. I did not watch <laughs> one minute of the Super Bowl. Oh, Reggie! Um, so, yeah, it was I right was, in your I backyard was, too. Yeah, no, when I when that, and that's the other reason why I was so upset was because the kids could have been in L.A., you know what I'm saying, playing for the Super Bowl what? in uh-huh. my in my backyard, mm-hmm. and, and instead they 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 choked it off. So, uh, so you know, I was done too. Uh, so I, I I applaud you because you got to take a break, man. Otherwise, this stuff gets to be unhealthy. Uh, and I also wanted to say, too, I wanted to give a, a quick shout out to all of you guys at 610. I do not, I never want to do your job because of the simple fact of when, when stuff like that happens, I, I wouldn't want to talk about anything on the, I wouldn't want to talk. spend four hours a day talking about a depressing event so <laughs> i i give you guys a hundred percent because you guys come in and talk whether it's win or lose you guys do your job but i wouldn't be like that so uh I'm i just glad. want to say that real quick and, then, and the last thing i wanted to say was uh if the jayhawks win this national championship it's a small constant it, it, it's a little <laughs> bit of ointment on the chiefs token so so i hope I'm, so I'm I hope they win, bro. I'm I'm really hoping they I'm, – I'm proud of them getting to the Final Four. I'll be the first to tell you I did not see this team being a Final Four team. But, uh, but sometimes it just, it's just – the if it's a down year, you can sneak one in. You know um, what, Reggie? Yeah. I'm
3: not a Kansas fan at all, but what do you think about an Oak Park kid uh, going out there and dominating like he is? I know you like to bring oh, up your high school all the time, so I'll do it here. Yeah.
5: Uh, hey, man, I'll, anything uh, that's crimson and blue, I'm, I'm all with it, bro. A
3: Missouri I, kid. I love,
5: yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and when it comes to basketball, though, the, you know the Missouri kids gonna come to Kansas. When it comes to football, them Kansas kids are gonna go to Missouri. That's just a trade off. That's just a trade off. You know what I'm saying? It's a fair. It's, it's, hey, this is a barter system. You know what I'm saying? We, this is this is a fair. This is fair and equal trade. But this is commerce. This is in interstate commerce what we're doing. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, last thing, Tyreek Hill. that's uh, the that that's another situation. The heart. The heart and the brain, bro. It's like when, your dog, when you have to put your dog down. Your brain tells you that, hey, the smart thing to do is not pay the $10,000 for, for this surgery. But your heart tells you, but we've had him since he was a puppy, you know. <laughs> and the same thing with the Tyreek situation. It, it, the brain says he's getting quarterback money now. He, he's out of our price range. But the heart says, but he's our guy and um i was i was initially disappointed but you know looking at the numbers man you know hopefully beat channel these draft picks and uh, we can, you know, keep keep this train going. But uh, I take my thoughts off the air, man. Alright, Reg. Love hearing from you, man. Have a good one.
3: Always good to hear from you, too, as well, Reggie. But yeah, Devontae Adams screwed this whole thing up. The uh, Raiders screwed this well, whole thing the up. The
4: Raiders screwed the whole thing. And up. And you but know so what? Did, so did uh, Jacksonville.
3: But Devontae Adams and Terry Killer are going to screw up the Buffalo Bills come next year with uh, Stephon Diggs. So it's all going to trickle down feet, downhill like the dominoes. No, when I sat here and did the post game show for the Colts game. Like the comeback that they had, I couldn't believe it. I was despondent for days. Mm-hmm. And then the Titans game, I wasn't. When they lost to Alex Smith's last game, because I was cool with it, because Mahomes was going to be the quarterback the next year. This one sucked. This one did take. Because the Rams got a free pass against the Chiefs twice in the Super Bowl. Coming up next, Mark Ross from the NFL Network.
2: This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
3: welcome back to big night jay binkley dusty likens the dirty werewolf and chris tenpenny They're having a little bit of phone line issue uh, getting a hold of uh, mark ross hopefully we can get a hold of him at some point but one thing i want to talk about dusty is this whole deal with the afc you buy in this quarterback thing does it worry about you that all these great quarterbacks like deshaun watson now stayed in the afc russell wilson Coming to the to the AFC, and we look at the NFC, and well, here's the thing about the NFC. You still got Tom Brady. Uh-huh. You still got Aaron Rodgers. Uh-huh. And you have last year's Super Bowl champion uh, Matt Stafford still in the NFC. I keep seeing, oh, man, the AFC so loaded. Well, it is. Well, it is loaded. But you want to think about accomplishments. The uh, NFC, these quarterbacks I just mentioned, um, pretty good as well. Put it this way. Um, Four MVPs, or, or seven MVPs, when you includes Brady and... Let's take Tom Brady out of it. Take Tom Brady out of it. Rodgers has four MVPs. They've got two Super Bowls, which is much the AFC quarterbacks put together. So they still have two with Stafford and Rodgers. And six Super Bowl MVPs in the NFC. I mean, the NFC is just as much or more accomplishments than what the AFC has. And, you know, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers still reside over on the other side and Stafford had a hell of a year. So yeah, the AFC is loaded with potential. And I think in five years, the AFC will dominate uh, the NFC, but there's still good quarterbacks over in the NFC. I think we're already there.
4: I think we're already there with the, with the loaded AFC uh, side of quarterbacks. I mean, hell even Matt Ryan got the hell out of, out of Dodge and he went to the AFC. Now, obviously he's in the AFC South. He's kind of got the best. I think he gave himself the best situation out of any quarterback in the AFC. Like, Russ is going to have to prove it. Uh, Derek Carr has got his weapon, but again, you're still Derek Carr. Can you get past the narrative that you can't play in the cold weather? Can you get back on the same page as your college uh, teammate was in Devontae Adams? The other thing you look at is, you know, you look at the AFC North, Deshaun Watson. How many games are you going to miss? Are you still able to keep up with these day and ages of the NFL? Again, one year off. So, I mean, you look at Matt Ryan in Indianapolis. His biggest competition is what now? Ryan Tannehill. That's it. He's got uh, he's got Trevor Lawrence as well coming after. I mean, his, I liked the Colts rookies. last
3: year, and this actually gives them.
4: It gives them some, some juice, so man. So love give, him or
3: hate him, Matt Ryan, but the guy still got get, numbers like up there against anybody. Give
4: you two years, I think he'll give you a solid two years. It'll be good this year. You have Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. He's expect to have a bigger role. Fantasy people will keep that in mind. And then you got Michael Pittman Jr. Man, like you got him out there on the outside edge, who's also a solid receiver option. But I I can't fathom the fact that we can keep the NSC in the same realm as the AFC when it comes to quarterbacks. Because, you know, you took Brady out, and you still kept Rodgers in there, and Rodgers is still the only guy that has all the awards. Like, I get it. They both have won a Super Bowl, he and Matt Stafford. The only AFC quarterback that But Aaron Rodgers has twice
3: as many MVPs as any AFC quarterback.
4: That's fine. But, I mean, like, he's got the same amount of Super Bowls as Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. And he's got the same amount of Super Bowl MVPs as Patrick Mahomes. So, again, like... I think another thing that we tend to do is we tend to find out that winning Super Bowl is actually a lot harder than it seems and Tom Brady has made it look very very easy which gives you the reason why there shall never be anybody above Tom Brady when it comes to quarterback play of all time in the NFL. But the AFC, you have two divisions that are absolutely loaded with quarterback talent. If Deshaun Watson is still the same or in the same area as the old Deshaun Watson was in Houston, when you look at Cleveland with a quarterback, Burrow with Cincinnati, you've got Lamar in in, in Baltimore. You go to the AFC West, you got Mahomes, you got Russ, you got Herbert, you got Carr.
3: And I think they have a good chance to beat each other up. Guys like Brady and and Rodgers will cruise through the season. I
4: mean, Tampa Bay is going to win the South. Just cruise through the season. I mean, the South and the NFC is completely just. Very top-heavy. I mean, you have heavy a quarterback with, that good,
3: with, being able to cruise on cruise control. Right. He's look at Mahomes. He'll play Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, Matt Ryan, Stafford, Kyler Murray. Say what you want about that. Justin Herbert twice, Russell Wilson twice. And Derek Carr twice. But I put Carr at the end of the list here.
4: I will say, though, that if you look at the NFC and why I think Tom Brady came out of retirement, I think part of the reason is, is because of what he has in his division again. Tom Brady is right back where he's been his entire career. The best team, the best quarterback in their division, and no one comes close. Carolina going to do it with Sam Darnold? No. Is Jacksonville going to do it the second year and Trevor Lawrence? No. Is Jameis Winston going to do it with the Saints? With probably, maybe, no Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. We don't even know who's going to play football ever again. No. And Dirty Dan. And then you look at the Packers side of things. You look at their division, Chicago, Minnesota, Detroit. I mean, Detroit's.
3: But they lost Avante, which is, and they lose Marquez and about, they lost MBS. It,
4: and they lost to Don, they lost to Detroit uh, at the end of the year last year. Obviously, it's a, a, yeah. But you lose Adams and MBS, It's But you've lost your two, you've lost two year wide receivers. You still have Aaron Jones. You still got your you still got your coach, who's your who's your best friend now. But I mean, and then you look at the West and you look at the 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 quarterback play in the West with with Matt Stafford. Yes, Kyler Murray's still there, like you mentioned. Whatever you want to say about what they're what they they've got going on. And Jimmy G with the Niners. I'll tell you what, Binkley, if I'm betting any super or future bets, I'm taking the Niners to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl next year. They're a team that's what? The third best team in the NFC? I had NFC. them going this
3: year, but obviously right. they Right, and care. they're
4: the third best team in the NFC right now. Third best. And then there's nobody below them. The AFC, on the other hand, that is a division like the SEC, and if there's anybody that I know that knows the SEC, it's you. Whereas like a team like Los Angeles may not make the playoffs and be 10-7. That's a true thing that could happen this year. I don't know what it's going to take to win the AFC West. I'm interested to see what this Chiefs team looks like against these other teams. But again, we've never seen Derek Carr and Devontae Adams play together in the pros. We've never seen Russell Wilson play in the AFC against these other teams. And this is year three with Justin Herbert. You think there was pressure last year to get over his rookie year? Now there's pressure this year because your coach, who's the guy that always rolls the dice, who's the gambler, whatever you want to call him, now you guys have to make the playoffs. Because if you don't make the playoffs this year, who knows what they do with that franchise after this? Because guess what? Keenan Allen's getting older. Another year for Austin Eckler. And you went and gave a lot of money to Mike Williams in the year that your team was a big cat-friendly team. You built up your defense. J.C. Jackson's a stud. And you got your quarterback playing Justin Herbert. But again, Keenan Allen's not getting any younger. Mike Williams is your big money receiver now. And Austin Eckler isn't getting any younger anytime soon. Well, I love the
3: AFC West and the quarterbacks they have. But I I mean, I wasn't enamored by Russell Wilson. Last year, not at all. No, it was the I mean, first yeah, year that he, Russell Wilson still actually. had Lockett and DK Metcalf. I will say this, though. I think people are sleeping on the AFC North a little bit. And no, I'm not talking about Trubisky and Pittsburgh. I'm talking sure. about Joe Burrow, uh, Deshaun Watson, and Lamar Jackson, former MVP. In that. Say what you want about Baltimore. But no team got hit with injuries last year more than Baltimore. Nobody did. Yeah. I think the Ravens are a better team than people are giving credit for. But that division, well, the Ravens I, put that like division two. I put that division number two. I put that division number two. The North, AFC North. what well, yeah, happens. Now the Sean's in Houston. Or, it's uh, the west. Cleveland.
4: It's the west. It's the north, and then after that, it's probably what the NFC West, with San Francisco and the Rams fighting things out. I mean, yeah, he,
3: because of Frisco in the in yeah
4: and Arizona and, 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 Seattle's, and Seattle's
3: always going to be right there. Seven Seattle's, and ten last year. I mean, they're I mean, still seven eight but I mean, it's just good they're going to compete. I mean, they're always going to be. I right I mean, there.
4: DK's talking about how it's time for him to step up and be a leader, and then all of a sudden you got Drew Locke as your quarterback, who it just didn't work out. I feel bad for Drew. Maybe he's, he needs to just get out of that situation. Uh, when it comes to uh, the the Broncos in that, in that system. But, I'm glad he's um, gone
3: from the Broncos.
4: And he's in a good place. I mean, Seattle's great. Pete Carroll's all right. But, I mean, he has a number one target in DK, and he's still got uh, Tyler Lockett out there. But, again, it's, it's tough. It's a tough go.
3: All right, let's go to the uh, phone lines now and talk to Mark Ross from the NFL Network. Follow him on Twitter at Mark Ross. Uh, Mark, two Super Bowl rings with the Giants. What's up, my friend? Hey, how you doing? How you been? Hey, Mark, I've been doing all right. Hey, what do you make of this uh, offseason? How busy has it kept you as a former personnel guy seeing all these trades and moves we're seeing in the NFL? Is this what we're going to be seeing for years to come?
6: Oh, it's, it's been wild. It's been fun, obviously, for us. But we on network. Everybody loves it. And you think, all right, yeah, yeah, one big move, okay, two, three, four, just keeps going. Yeah, and then it just kind of just uh, each one is top of the other. Like, what's next? So it's been excellent with that. So, yeah, I think with the way teams are operating now with the success that Tampa had two years ago and the Rams had this year with winning the Super Bowl back-to-back, that now teams are just going to look at it as, yeah, there's the blueprint to just go for it as opposed to in the years past, it's always the same. Build through the draft, spend wisely in free agency, don't take shots. Now it's out the window. If you got the blessing from the ownership to go for it, then now teams I think you'll see more so go for it.
3: Mark, what did you make of the Tyree Kill news when he was traded? Like, from a, from a personnel standpoint, when you see a guy like that and what he means the Kansas City Chiefs, but they save money on the cap and get the draft picks, which which is a better option.
6: Yeah, I really liked, I was actually at Ohio State's pro day when that happened and some of the other, like, the younger players were, like, in shock. Like, man, they, they, they trained up, and they then I told them the compensation and they were saying, whoa, you know, that's unbelievable. <laughs> so, I think for KC, yeah, of course, just even up, you'd say, of course, you want to have Tyreek Hill on your team, but... Then when you saw what they got for him, uh, the amount of draft picks they got for him, the amount of money they saved, they were able to recover a little bit with Juju and Nvs, and, and uh, it, you know, so that's good for them. But no one can replace Tyree Kill in a nutshell. But just what they got in the whole grand scheme of things, I really liked
3: it. Mark, you've been doing the uh, college uh, scouting and everything when you were in New York. Spent five years doing that. You've been in the front office. How tough is that for front offices when you got a guy and you know the fans love him and you know the production's there and you have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. How tough is that dealing with somebody? Then all of a sudden wants the money. Devontae Adams gets, you know, the contract. He wanted to have more money than him. How difficult is that when you have a guy and you're trying to balance the, the salary cap? It's obviously a player that the fans love. How tough are those decisions?
6: Well, they're extremely tough. And because you never want to lose, again, you never want to lose a Tyreek Hill, but you always have to be looking out for the best the better of the organization, the total, total of the organization. And it makes it a lot easier when you have a Patrick Mahomes, and it makes it a lot easier when you have Andy Reid and Brett Veach on the same page and the ownership saying, okay, we, we're all looking out for the best of the organization, not a head coach kind of going rogue saying, no, I need this guy in fighting form or a GM fighting and uh, making a statement or making it personal to keep a player. It, it always has to be in one accord with the, the ownership and the powers that be that this is the best with the organization and, and be forward thinking and say, okay, if Tyreek's gone, we can get all this. Uh, we've got Patrick here for 10, 15 years, whatever it is. This is not our last shot. Tyreek Hill walks out the door. We still can build a team. We can still win a Super Bowl with our, uh, believing in our scouting department and believing in our cap people that we're, we're going to get this right.
3: Talking to Mark Ross, an analyst on NFL Network and follow him on Twitter at MarkRoss, M-A-R-C. Ross, Mark, we keep hearing about the salary cap being a myth and all that, but yet it is pretty true when it comes to the Chiefs this year. As fans, when we look at the salary cap, like how real is it? I know you can get people under with signing bonuses, you convert and everything else, but just how real is that salary cap and dealing with that?
6: Yeah, it's not a myth. It's just that you have very, very talented people who can work with numbers and just keep kind of pushing the numbers ahead and keep keep pushing forward and restructuring deals. And when you do cut a player, you, you kind of forget about them if you win and extending players. So there's all sort of things that you can do to push it forward. But that money's due at some point. You know that that money never disappears. So it's not a myth. It's there. It's just a way of. Uh, manufacturing it and, and, and using your calculations and, and using brilliant people who do that to just mask it for now. And they go to five years down the road and, and stretch it out farther. So it's always there, but teams always find a way to say, okay, we're prioritizing the players that we must keep. Here's the players that are expendable, even the players that we must keep. Even if we signed up to a, a high deal two years ago, okay, will this person come back and help us out now on the cap? And that's kind of what you're seeing with the myth part where, you know, no one sees the real numbers. It's all a bunch of hidden costs, let's say.
3: You can catch Mark Ross, NFL Now airs Monday through Friday at uh, noon central in Kansas City time. You mentioned you were at the Ohio State Pro Day. How much different is this year? Because I look at last year's draft, not having a combine, dealing with pro days, maybe inflated numbers at pro days, guys that didn't play non-conference games. And yet I love the Chiefs draft, like Creed Humphrey and Nick Bolton and Trey Smith, they get three starters out of the draft. How much different is it this year? And what are the guys saying, you know, on the ground watching these players as far as having like, current tape to watch and you know the guys that didn't opt out and being able to see players play just how much different is this year's draft than last year's well of
6: course that was unprecedented last year but you kind of mentioned the Chiefs' draft and what what, what was about those guys they were just good football players didn't matter how they worked out didn't matter how they looked or what they ran and jumped they were just good football players and that's the common theme that'll always carry you if a guy is a good football player uh generally they're they're going to good football players and if you look at the good players in the nfl now they were good football players in college not the fastest or the strongest or jump the most it's and you're seeing that again this year uh once you know the end of the season you got certain guys that uh can, for the most part are right, here are the top guys or who are the top now all of a sudden you see the risers again after the combine and the phenoms working out great or even quarterbacks at pro days like which has absolutely nothing to do with what happens on the field but Scouts, coaches get enticed by that still because it's comforting to say, all right, this guy runs a 4-3, and this guy runs a 4-6, therefore the 4-3 guy is faster. So there's comfort for the NFL with certain numbers, and you see, you saw that again this year where they love to have all that uh, despite the, the historical data and the historical evidence that that really isn't how you determine really good football players.
3: Mark, I'll leave you with this. and I know you've looked at the first round, looked at some of the players. Chiefs are sitting with 29 and 30. Like – I have them – I do mock drafts all the time, but I have the Chiefs staying put because I still think edge rusher and wide receiver, you can still get quality at 29-30. Like if you trade up, you're going to have to sacrifice one or the other in those positions. I'm not a believer in that because I think 29-30, you can still get good edge, good receiver. What do you think about the possibility to move up if you're the Kansas City Chiefs or sit where you're at at 29-30? Yeah,
6: I don't think they need to get desperate. As would much rather have those two draft picks as opposed to going up. I think this this draft is, I don't think there's superstar quality, even at the very top. I think there's, especially with the quarterbacks, not being the quarterbacks there, or even some of the guys that will get taken in the top five, top 10. I I think you get just as good depth there where the chiefs are picking. And that's not just because it's it's not good down there. It's just, they're, they're just not a super superstars up top. Like in years past, I don't think game changing type of guys. So, Yeah, if I was looking at it, I would sit right there, and I think you'll get really quality players, two quality players right there.
3: That's where I sit. Follow him on Twitter, at Mark Ross, M-A-R-C-R-O-S-S, if you want the personnel uh, perspective, uh, NFL Network Analyst. Mark, always appreciate the time. Thank you, sir.
6: Okay, my pleasure.
3: Thank you. There you go, Mark Ross. He's going to stay put. Stay put at 2930. He's got a couple rings. I think I'd do the same thing. Okay, well. Coming up next, the college basketball, the Blue Bloods. Let's I know Dustman's been all over it. That's Watching Scotty Scheffler keep winning. He has been paying attention That's to right. the two March Madness. And it's the Blue Bloods. That's who they are, Tenpenny. I know you follow Northwest Missouri State, and by the way, congratulations on winning yet another title at Division Two basketball. Yes, with another local team won the tournament. We'll talk about the NCAA tournament next.
2: This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Six Ten Sports
0: Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better. Over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. <laughs>
1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well qualified customers. Contact us
0: before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Welcome
3: back to Big Night, J Binkley, Dusty Laggins, Christopher Tenpenny. Blue Bloods. That's what the final four is all about, but only one of them is the number one seed in Kansas. That's right. Do you consider Villanova a blue blood? Is that uh, oh. Johnny come lately?
4: Man, that's a tough debate. Some people do. Uh, your guy, Bob Fesco, uh, of Fesco in the morning, 6 to 10 every morning here on 610 Sports Radio. 558, Monday through Friday. Yeah. 5.58, sorry. Uh, he considers well. him a blue blood. There, so are, there are people that uh, that consider uh, Villanova a blue blood. I'm not going to be mad if you do. I just consider the blue blood still to be Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, UCLA and North Carolina.
3: Oh, you right. still can't UCLA. They didn't lose that. Uh...
4: They're never going to lose it. I mean, they have the original, like, the run, the Walton years, original all the Blue titles. Like, they, you know, they they got it in there. Duke's obviously there. Carolina, for sure, because of all their history as well. But but the thing that's great about this, this tournament this year is that there's a few different things that, like, worked out in the NCAA's favor, and I thought that this was interesting when you kind of, like, look at it because – a lot of this stuff kind of ends up being like those a beautiful mind algorithms that like pay off at the very end where you're like, wait a minute. The whole time they had this and they had these backup plans as well. And if you think about it, they nailed it on one side because Carolina's an eight seed. They beat Baylor, right? They beat the number one like seed. They've hoped
3: for that in the past when Kentucky right. slips in as an eight seed. And they've hoped for something, an outcome like this.
4: And normally you can always find these in March. You can always find these secret hidden, you know, gyms throughout the tournament. And you look at it this year, Carolina, an eight seed, probably the toughest eight seed there was. It didn't really play up to their potential all year. Then they kind of turned around. This is their first year with a coach. Roy Williams era is over. And Roy Williams, for some reason, can't stay away and still doesn't know if he's a KU or a North Carolina fan. He could be both, I guess, at this point. When you look at it from that perspective, then it's Coach K's last run. Okay. No, it's not, is it? Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. And and now all of a sudden we're going to show every time he shows up to the place with his wife. I didn't know if we did that or not or if there's, like, some sort of alimony check that hasn't cleared and he's just got to get whatever it may be. I'm just kidding there, obviously. But Duke, North Carolina, boom, Final Four, Coach K's last ride. Duke versus UNC, obviously the matchup is there. You go to the other side of the I wouldn't practice. say
3: Peter's in, by the way, instead of North Carolina. You would say what? I wouldn't say Peter's in the Final Four. Nate. No, I did actually.
4: You did not have St. Peter's all the way in the final. No,
3: four. no, I said I wanted them. Oh, I eh. didn't pick them. No, I, I don't need either.
4: the Cinderella in the final four. Why I'm cool with that, man. Six. They were
3: kind of cruising. You do the
4: Sweet Sixteen, it's over. It's it's fun. I'm all about contrast. Then you go look at the other side of the bracket, right? Yeah, KU versus Villanova. If KU wins, they play Villanova. Okay, so if KU and Villanova when they go at it, the last time they played each other, Final Four, Villanova waxed them to the way to their national championship, right? So Bill Self. His kryptonite seems to be Jay Wright. Revenge tour. Right? You want to be a you want to be a blue blood? Go beat them again. Then you can solidify nationwide that they're a blue blood. I think they kind of fit the mold of a blue blood. They've always kind of been good. Villanova's always kind of been around. They've never gone through these, you know, peaks and valleys like a lot of these teams that come in, come out. Villanova's been there. So, then you can go a little bit further into it. If KU beats Villanova and Duke beats North Carolina, you have a rematch of 1991. You want to know what happened in 91? Coach K won his first national title against
3: KU. I heard you were in high school, too. So
4: there you go. So then you have this. But the big thing about this is this is good for basketball with March Madness because these are schools that everybody knows. These are divisions that everybody knows where they come from. Villanova, Carolina, Duke, Kansas. And not only that, this is something that when this was done before, when there were now this hasn't now this was only done once in college basketball where four number one seeds made the final four, it was Kansas, North Carolina, UCLA, and Memphis, which was the odd ball out, but they ended up going into the national championship losing to KU. So the last time the final four has been this, I guess as a kid would say lit, or this gassed up that you could talk about, or this much clout to the final four, KU won it, and KU is the only number one seed in this final four. This is a team in which I don't think a lot of people saw going to the final four. I think they saw having a good run, maybe a lead eight, one seed. You got a local kid, like you said, in a bocce. You got Christian Brown, whose parents went to Missouri. And things broke for him. Right. And you got some good, you know, Auburn loses. You played Providence Iowa. as the four seed. And you played Miami instead. Of Iowa State. Iowa loses as the fifth seed. So you look at this national championship run, and you look at it from the perspective of Bill Self. Bill Self needs this title. Jay Wright's got two. Jay Wright's got Bill Self's number. Last time they played each other, Jay Wright beat the snot out of Bill Self. Here's another little story. If Villanova beats Kansas and North Carolina beats Duke, they have a rematch in a national title in which Villanova won. And do you remember how they won? Last second shot in regulation of a tie game. Villanova hit a three as time went out. It was a Joe Carter type of incident. Walk off. See you later. We're done here.
3: How much Cook hated losing North Carolina twice? In his career, like well, losing two,
4: it'd be the it'd be the one thing where he'd be like, maybe Tom Brady and say, you know what, maybe I'm not done, maybe I'm not retired, maybe I'll come back for one more year. I don't believe that, obviously. But Coach K, North Carolina, KU versus Villanova, Duke, North Carolina, KU Villanova, Bill Self, Jay Wright, Coach K versus new guy in North Carolina, national championship on the line. I'm juiced up for it. And what's this it is called what for steaks or
3: what needs. you like to cook? Uh, which whiskey?
4: What for what?
3: You like good whiskeys.
4: Saturday. Oh, bourbons. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: Bourbons or whiskey.
4: I might take a bottle of Blanton's to my buddy's house. Okay, I mean, Blanton's is probably the go-to. I've got three bottles of it. I've been doing a lot of hunting lately, so I've been pretty successful. I'm still looking for a Weller Antique 107, but probably take. Look at you. Right. I probably take a Blanton's over there and then maybe if they lose and my buddy who's a big KU fan, I kind of hide that back in the cooler and then I'll bring out a bottle of Buffalo Trace, uh, which is still very, very good. Um, but maybe that's a little bit more of a sipper than, than bringing up the celebratory uh, uh, Blantons because that's a little bit harder to find.
3: <laughs> Good stuff. I know you like your, your whiskeys and bourbons. Exactly, I'm 100% sure. Uh, coming up next, I'll look at some of these Chiefs moves. Plus, you, 913 576 7610 is the phone number. Which one's our favorite? Which one isn't? Is the Chiefs have rebuilt this roster to some extent? They really have. You look at it. We'll talk about that next.
2: This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.